Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Good afternoon or evening or morning or whatever it is when you're listening to this and welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. This week we are going to be talking about the one, the only, the enigmatic Nicolas Cage. Dun, 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 dun. One of my favorite actors. He's outlandish and crazy and I love it. And here to talk about him with me is Jason. Hi Jason. Hello Rachel. Good to be here. Always fun. Always a pleasure. Now Nicolas Cage, uh, or he has crazy acting style rather. Uh, and obviously with his up-and-coming new film, Jason, you know the actual title. It's really long. What is it? It is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And I know the title because I have written it down in front of me. That's what. That's oh. how I know it. <laughs> that's good. It's a, it's a, it's a, certainly is a mouthful, but it certainly suits Nicolas Cage's style, that's for sure. Uh, what we're going to talk about to open with is we're going to talk about uh, the longevity of his career because Nicolas Cage has been going since the 80s, I do believe. Um, and that's quite a while for an actor and he just keeps regularly churning out movies. Uh, and so, you know, he hasn't slipped into obscurity. He hasn't sort of done less and less as time's going on. He's still pumping out movies. Some are good, some are not. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we have to wonder how someone has the capacity to keep doing that in Hollywood, where a lot of people do kind of just fade into obscurity. Uh, what do you think are some of the reasons that Nicolas Cage has managed to stay? so relevant especially for also as well for a celebrity who's not at all on social media i found out recently as well so you know what is it that's kept the longevity of his career for a man who refuses to join the modern technical world what do you think jason i don't know well he is a great actor he's, he's done many good films and some not very good films as you mentioned but he manages to still be with us i think it because Partially because he loves acting. I mean, he is a very good actor, and I think he enjoys acting. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think that hopefully in the future he'll be able to make a huge comeback, and maybe it will be with this film. Who knows? The unbearable weight of massive talent. I guess yeah. we'll see. Yeah, um, a lot of people are anticipating this movie coming out. I mean, I had a friend uh, ping me the message about it months and months back going, can you believe this is a movie? What is going on? And I was like, I am ready to see that. Another thing um, which I think is really interesting as well, especially about the longevity career, I think is 
without even trying, he has become a relevant face in pop culture. He is uh, quite a meme, as everyone knows. Nicolas Cage memes are everywhere. And um, although his acting style is very peculiar, that is what I think keeps people going back, especially a new younger audience, keeps going back to seeing what this whole like meme culture about Nicolas Cage is. And I think that that is helping him keep the longevity of his career, keep up and keep like relevant within pop culture standing and making people want to employ him, um, you know. But uh, I, I read something interesting as what you're saying about him being an actor is I think his family are famous actors or his, his uncle was a famous actor and yes, he was he like, is. yeah. Sorry. Oh, so, sorry. He no, is, no, no, um, you go. Yeah. The nephew of the, the one and only the great director, Francis Ford Coppola. Ah, that's he was his nephew. Yes. Yeah. And so apparently, I guess that, that yeah. probably helped, helped him kickstart his career because he started in uh, rumble fest. I think that was directed by Coppola and mm. he also did cotton club. Yeah, the supporting role in that film, a musical, with, a gangster musical, 1984 film with Richard Gere, and that was directed by Francis Ford Coppola as well. Mm. I've never seen any of those. <laughs> I didn't know it was in a musical. God, it's, I can't it's, imagine it's Nicolas not, Cage. <laughs> it doesn't say in it, no, but it, it's not oh. It's not really a musical. I mean, it's hardly a musical in my opinion, but it is classified as a musical. It has, you know, sequences where people are dancing and singing, but... Yeah, it's kind of a that 1930s gangster film, really. The Cotton Club. Oh, I should have to check that out. That seems interesting. But um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think there was something where he said to his uncle, "I'm going to be an actor," and his his uncle was like, "Not with that kind of style." And he was like, "I'll show you." And then like went and ran with this whole like over the top acting style that he has. And to be honest, that's really worked in his favor, and people absolutely love him for it. And he certainly brings some very interesting performances to a, a really wide array of roles as well. And I think that's something that's kept him in a, a long career is he's he's got such a large like spectrum of what he chooses to do. He's not like Keanu Reeves, who's the action hero or, you know, uh, oh, Renee Zellweger, who seems to sort of, you know, push herself towards on a lot of rom-com based stuff. He does a massive range of movies, which I think is fantastic because anyone then can access Nicolas Cage, no matter what you like. I don't think he's ever done. Oh no, he has done horror. He done some weird film and I can't remember the name of it recently. Ah, it's going to really annoy me. Vampire's Kiss. No, it was a recent one. It was about motorbike gangs. It was really weird. It was very like Art Nouveau, irrelevant right now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think that certainly is, you know, a massive part of his career, which is really, really interesting. Um, What do you think about his specific acting style? I mean, it's the only way we can describe it is it's very, it's Nicolas Cage. There's no other way to go around it. Like, what do you think of it? You mean his wild style when he plays, when he does wild, wild scenes on screen? Yeah, like all the things he does with his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> white eye stuff, like like face off. Oh my god! Yeah, that would you know that was one of the very first Nicolas Cage films I saw. That was, I it was face off, and I just thought like, who is this guy? He's like crazy, and he was like, but he played that role really, really, really well. Actually, he played like, two roles. Actually, he played two characters in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just found it. Mandy was the name of the film I'm talking about. A pal lent it to me ages ago, and it's a it's a horror thriller film that he did do, where he's uh, join he sets all scores to join a deranged hippie cult when they disrupt his peaceful life and they kidnapped his wife Mandy. Yes, I've seen it. That movie's crazy. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't. Would you recommend it? Yeah, it went under the radar, but for it's it's really kind of like art house uh, style like you know biker gang and it's very violent very gory so it's a very interesting watch it's a very interesting role for Nicolas Cage to play I'd never seen him in that kind of role and he suits it immensely but in regards okay. to his it is, yeah it's it, I'd never heard of it and a pal was like yo I really love this movie he gave me the DVD and I was like oh okay I'll check this out and then I was like yeah this is this is brilliant it's like really kind of like Suspiria that movie like Argento kind of style very interesting very unlike Nicolas Cage. Um, oh, no, he did The Wicker Man. I guess that's classed as a horror as well. He's done so much. He's done so much. <laughs> yeah, he spreads himself all over the place, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think that that is, is something that he's really got going for himself. Um, 
in regards to a specific acting style, I like that even though it's slightly laughed at, he kind of sticks with it. You know, he's like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how crazy I'm going to act. And I don't mind that I'm slightly being laughed at, but this is how I want to act. And it's brilliant. Yeah, he manages and, to be entertained and to, yes. make, to be memorable. In no matter what role he played, I was there was a really terrible film he did um, where he's a pilot and in the role, and it's like a Christian film. It's really weird. I, I know what you mean. There, something happens, and I think all the people who do not believe in, who are not religious, they disappear. Yeah, yeah, left it? behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or that is just the way around. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's a pilot, and then mm-hmm. it's such a stupid movie. It's a remake. Some, I can't even believe they began to remake it. Um, he, um, yeah, he's the pilot of a plane, and everyone who's not believing in God gets left in a chaotic world, and all the people who do believe in God transcend into heaven or something okay. like that. Oh God! If you haven't seen it, don't even watch it, Jason. <laughs> it's so bad. I saw part of it when it was on television. I remember it being quite boring. Oh. See, Fun fact, and I kind of like Nicolas Cage for doing this. His brother is a priest or a pastor. I don't know the difference. Um, And his brother was like, yo, you should do that because Jesus is great and stuff. And he was like, how many days do I have to work? They're like 10. He's like, how much money? They're like 3 million. And he's like, done. (laughs) $3 million for 10 days work. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I would (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm I would do it for I'll do it for the money. I wonder if he is religious, considering his brother is a uh priest. Uh, I, I, I wonder. Mm. Are you a religious man, Jason? Me. Uh, uh I was raised as a Greek Orthodox. So. I'm not a religious person. Like my adopted family who took me in are very, very Jewish though, so I know a bit about Judaism, but that's about it. We're getting off Nicolas Cage topic. <laughs> and I'm choking. Um, yeah. I think one of the movies, I think if we talk about Nicolas Cage's specific acting style, I think some movies that immensely sum it up are definitely Vampire's Kiss, which we'll get onto later, because that movie to me is like amazing. I don't know what's going on, but it's so good. Um, Con Air is a strange movie which he does and he's got a very specific acting style on that and strangely enough um bad lieutenant have you seen that one i haven't seen it no it's a remake isn't it yeah yeah it's a Werner herzog film as well which and i think i think the coupling of the two of them together really kind of you know brought it brought out the best in him um but yeah i mean what movies do you think really sum up his his crazy acting style it's crazy acting. I like to go back to Face Off. I mean, yeah, definitely, it's quite crazy. It's rather wild in that in that role, especially as he plays a bad guy, Castor Troy. Mm. I mean, he, the, especially I'm sure you remember the beginning of it at the church. Oh my god, I love. Yeah, and he he grabs the girl's butt. I love that. <laughs> I and love he does that crazy scene. dance. Yeah, yeah. As, as a bad guy, he is. I think he does it better than John Travolta, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Travolta doesn't do a lot anymore, does he really? Mm, I don't think yeah, so. Not for the nah. time being. No, I, he's dedicated his time to Scientology, as far as I believe, and being a pilot. So, I mean, that's what he wants to do with his time, then great. I, he, Yeah, John Travolta's the one who's a pilot, isn't he? Yeah. Um, which is so weird. I, like, imagine just getting on a plane. And everyone's descended into heaven, but John Travolta is your pilot, and Nicolas Cage mm. is the co-pilot, and you'd be like, "What mm. is this flight?" <laughs> I would love it so much. Um, yeah, I think um, talking about Left Behind, the movie that uh, obviously the religious one, I think it's one of the very few Nicolas Cage movies where he a doesn't have a lot of screen time. He's a very small role in it, being the pilot, and b he's he's almost like he sheds himself of his. Uh, acting his obscure you know crazy over the top acting style and um i could i kind of like when i was digging deep into the nicholas cage like you know internet hole for this podcast i did notice that that one's like immensely overlooked and i kind of get the feeling he didn't want to do that movie or he didn't care about that movie because he's just very boring on screen as well which is so unlike him well i think uh do you, do you mention he he did it for 
what three million dollars for ten days work was that yeah it? yeah so, so it just lot. had to be there basically i guess right yeah and shoot a weird film about people going into heaven yeah that just I'm, oh that movie should be just shunned <laughs> yeah i'm not saying that nicholas cage is not a good actor but that that film just wasn't good let's just no. be honest no 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 it wasn't uh the best that he could you know just just a boring film if you ask me ridiculous plot and not much happening it had a chad michael murray in it as well from the hit early 2000s tv show one tree hill which was again another another weird addition he was alongside all these like tv actors as well and it was like they made him like the front cover but it was like he's hardly in the movie and there's, there are a few times where I do feel like Nicolas Cage has done a cash grab, but you know we're not blaming him. That's he has to do that to make money. Good for him. Get some. Another weird movie I find that he chose to do, especially at when it came out, was Gone in sixty seconds. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a decent action film. Yeah, it just seemed like I just I couldn't pick. He'd come off doing a romance movie called City of Angels, and. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, young and kind of becoming aware of him. And then I was like, whoa, this guy just flip-flops between genres so much. And I really kind of enjoy that about him, which is interesting. Have you seen City of Angels? City of, I haven't seen it, no, but <clears throat> I'm familiar with the plot. He plays an angel, doesn't he? And he looks yeah. after Meg, Meg Ryan's character. Yeah. Have you seen yeah, it? It's- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a remake of a. I, I do believe I'm probably wrong. It's a remake of a German film. I do think it's German. It's called Wings of Desire, which is of the same sort of premise. An angel comes down to heaven and tries to get life and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, the Wings of Desire is a beautiful film. It's absolutely stunning. It's really well shot. And if no one's seen it out there and they want to get into like a black and white old film, go check out Wings and Desire. Wings of Desire. And then yeah, City of Angels just was like you had this odd role like you know you had this very deep role that's meant to be an angel trying to get life so he could be with meg ryan and then they cast nicholas cage and just that kind of madness is seeping out in the movie like there's a scene where he's buying like peaches and he's doing it really weird and it just isn't like what the pacing of the movie is like but i was just like who is this guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i was really into it but yeah that's a to hell with that wings of desire is a is a lot better movie he's done a lot of remakes now we look at it god like like, off the top of my head i'm thinking of like so many remakes that's crazy so what we're going to do is um what is our top three favorite nick cage movies i'm interested to see jason what you get we can see if any of ours overlap because there are so many films i would be surprised if either of ours overlap what is your first one doesn't need to be in order however you want to free flow I'll I'll go I'll start from the third one then. I'll go with a 1990 dark comedy romantic crime film, Wild at Heart. It ah. is directed by David Lynch. So unsurprisingly, mm. it's kind of a weird film. It wants it wants a Palm Door, mm. and it's. Have you seen it? No, which is weird because I love David Lynch. Oh my gosh, I just need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, this is worth checking out. He plays a. Uh, a guy named Sailor, and he has a ro- ro- romantic relationship with a woman named Lola, Lola played by Laura Dern. Mm. And the two of them decide go on the run to escape to escape uh, Lola's domineering mother. Mm. This sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, and they meet you know all, all sorts of all sorts all sorts of weird characters, and there's there's crime and. You know, it's it's really a strange film. That there's always many references to Elvis Presley and the Wizard of Oz, and Nicolas Cage plays quite a maybe even kind of crazy character who's he wears a snakeskin jacket and I'm just looking at pictures of him now. Yeah, in the snakeskin jacket, he looks amazing. Yeah, it is quite a performance by him. Oh, he's so young in this film. Oh, my God. Looking at the pictures of him, he's so young. Which is, yeah, it's weird that I've not seen that because I absolutely love David Lynch. David Lynch is a sterling director. We did a podcast on him. Everyone go back in time and you can check it out. Um, yeah, this this looks like a good movie. I would certainly watch this. And, yeah, David Lynch is absolutely like I love that snakeskin jacket on him. He looks good. <laughs> he looks like a handsome man. Um, I think my number three 
would definitely be oh, oh my god i had them all in my head and now they're gone <laughs> take your time i think my number three would probably be the wicker man the remake and everyone hates it but you're talking about a movie that has such a cult following like it's so when did the original wicker man come out the 70s 1973 wow that was a long time ago you're looking at a movie that A is English, that is B, you know, has a huge cult following, which is then made, remade by the Americans, which are renowned for not doing the best job when it comes to making remakes. I mean, they really dipped their toe into Japanese horror and, you know, messed up a lot of that back in the early 2000s. Um, and so to take on The Wicker Man is a real leap. But what I like about that movie, outside of Nicolas Cage's performance, is they didn't they were like, okay, yeah, we're going to remake The Wicker Man, but we're going to tell it in our own way. Because obviously it's like a, a woman's island where they overpower the men and it's like the crop is honey instead of, I can't remember what it was in the 70s. Mm. I think it just generally is a crop, isn't it? Their harvest fails. And there's all this focus on the bees. But Nicolas Cage's performance in that movie is absolutely insane. <laughs> it's mm. the maddest performance I've ever watched. He punches three women for no good reason mm. um he tries to shoot a woman in order to gain her push bike in one scene uh it's it's just it's constantly insane there's so many things he says in the movie that they're not referenced later or make any sense and although it's a, it's a guilty pleasure definitely the wicker man is a guilty pleasure and i think if no one's watched it because it has such a bad rep doesn't it i think it's worth watching because of the you know not the base scene Mm. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the part the where they put they put his head in a box and they put bees in there. The way he reacts, I guess. No, not the yeah. bees. My yeah. eyes. I think that's what everybody <laughs> loves about that film. His performance in that scene. Yeah, that scene is crazy funny. Uh, my favorite part is when he's wearing a bear costume and he just uh, runs up to a woman and knocks her out for no reason. And you're just like, "What is this movie? It's so good." I watch The Wicker Man on a regular basis, like. It's just got some vibe to it that I really enjoy. Uh, and I think that if you don't take it seriously, you'll enjoy it as a movie. Yes, it is a fun film. Just yes, yeah. just relax and forget, switch your brain off and enjoy it. Yeah, don't think about the original Wicker Man or anything that it's trying to mm. sort of covet, if you will. It's just, a, it's just, yeah, it's goofy. It's fun, you know. And I think mm. Nicolas Cage certainly, you know, went into that movie knowing that he could ham it up a little bit and it was a bit bonkers and uh i would have really loved to have been on that set and just sort of witnessed it firsthand what is your number two jason okay we're not we're going into darker areas now my number two is actually the 1999 neon war thriller eight millimeter Ooh, are you I familiar know that with that i haven't seen it but i am very aware of it okay, yes so so in this film, Nicolas Cage plays a private investigator who is hired by a wealthy woman whose husband recently died. Mm. And they, the, that woman, she found the 8mm movie inside her husband's safe. And in it, it, it appears to depict the real murder of, the real murder of a young woman. Mm. And the woman wants to know if that it is actually real, if that girl is actually dead. So that's oh. what Nicolas Cage has to do. And it's a rather dark film. He has to, in order to investigate, he has to explore the illegal pornography and that kind of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's a very dark subject matter, but it, his performance is good, very good wow. in my opinion. And it's, you know, it's not for everybody, but in my opinion, it's a, it's a good thriller. It sounds like the plot of that movie which Halle Berry did in the early 2000s called Gothica, like very vaguely, like she undercovers through finding films that her husband is in a, uh, an illegal, you know, distribution of, we, I don't think we can say it on the podcast, but selling bad sexual content and things like that. And there's murders involved and a girl was missing and she finds it all on the tapes, but everyone thinks she's crazy. So it's kind of, it sounds very similar to that. I wonder if they have any kind of relationship because obviously one came out. A lot later. Have you seen Gothica with Halle Berry? No, I haven't actually. Sounds interesting. Well, no, that you're telling me about it. Yeah, they they. It's a really sort of similar um, storyline. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in it as well. Before he 
uh, after he rather recovered from his alcoholism and issues that he had in the 90s. So I think it was kind of a little comeback action for old Robert Downey Jr., which was fun. Um, I heard that he, Robert Downey Jr., literally never follows a script. No. Which must be a He's kind of a rebel, huh? Oh, I love a good rebel. I went to an acting class the other week. Oh, my God. And the acting teacher was talking about that. And I was just like, love it. I would do it. But I went to this acting class and I'd watched Vampire's Kiss, uh, where he's obviously like the business guy. And I was like all like jumped up on Nicolas Cage movies because I've been watching him for this. And I gave such a Nicolas Cage performance because I got given a boss yelling at his... um, co-worker scene and i was just full nicholas cage everyone in that acting class was just like what is happening and i think people didn't i don't think people got it i was like sorry i've watched too much nicholas cage this week <laughs> i needed to calm down it was fun though free acting class in canterbury good times <laughs> okay quite an experience yeah i mean it was free and me and my friend went to just sort of have a laugh so yeah but i i I shouldn't have watched as much Nicolas Cage that week as I had. Uh, my number two is um, Bad Lieutenant, which you have seen. I haven't seen it, no. Oh, have you seen Just the original? Just tell me about it, then. Uh, it's the story of a cop. And I'm going to say this, and I kind of don't understand the ending. Um, and it's a shame you haven't seen it, because maybe you would have understood, but I'm not too sure. But it's about a police guy, um, and he's a drug addict, and he's sort of sent to... Um, penetrate a drug ring which then in turn will help him solve a homicide that he's involved in and he starts doing more and more and more drugs he's getting crazier and crazier and crazier he then infiltrates the gang he's doing more and more and more and more and more drugs like he's losing his absolute mind um and you see him doing terrible terrible things he's a very backhanded cop now Werner herzog directed this so there's scenes in this movie that are very as we like david lynch very crazy very outlandish if no one's seen the iguana scene it's on youtube please check it out there's just iguanas in one scene for no reason uh and nicholas cage is like shouting about the iguanas and everyone's like yeah what's wrong with you you're a madman um but then the film kind of i watched it only again the other day um the film kind of circles back where um he recovers and he gets drug free and he's all happy and it's like what helped him break the crime and i personally could never figure out like did he become such a drug addict in order to get into the mindset of the criminals and solve the case or was it just that he was a drug addict at that time and he happened to get clean i can never kind of really figure it out if anyone else oh spotify doesn't have comments i was gonna say if anyone knows shout out in the comments but i don't i don't i can't figure it out is it a remake from a film starring Harvey Keitel? I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't seen the original for absolutely years. Uh, I think the original was in the 70s. If that helps. Okay. But, I'm pretty um, sure I'm... there's a there's a movie starring Harvey Keitel that is called Bad Lieutenant as well. I'm ha- oh yes, Harvey Keitel. But you are right, Jason. You know so much. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the picture now. Bad Lieutenant Harvey Keitel and. And I've seen that film, and the plot the plot seems sounds rather similar. Yeah, this must be the remake of it. I've not seen the original. I've only seen the Nicolas Cage remake. Um, yeah, he's. I can't figure out. I literally, when I watched it the other day, I was like, "So did he become a drug addict to defeat the nefarious drug lords, or was it just all bad timing?" Well, in you the know? Harvey Keitel film, I'm not sure. I think he was always a drug addict. Ah, yes, 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 yes. It's a rather dark film, yeah. Yeah, it is. But I I love it. It's just so good. It's just such a great movie. And I think Werner Herzog is such an obscure but yet fantastic director to do that movie. Like, Werner Herzog very rarely does films. Um, and he certainly very rarely does big Hollywood-esque product. They have Ava Mendes in it, if, if I'm saying her name correctly. Not butchering her poor name. Uh, she's in it, you know. They've got big actors, and it's not like Werner Herzog to do that. I mean, he does, you know very obscure movies so that was very exciting uh what is your next number one <gasps> my number one dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well okay you okay well this you might probably be expecting this it will be uh i guess leaving las vegas that has to be number one for me oh what a uh, movie so yeah good. sad film sad film yeah. but a uh, memorable and great film so he mm-hmm. plays a alcoholic hollywood screenwriter who has lost every will to live 
he's lost his job, his his family and his friends due to mm. alcoholism, and he decides to go to Las Vegas in order to finish his days by drinking. It's a rather sad story, and there he meets uh, a prostitute named by, uh, sorry, played by Elizabeth Sue, and they begin a romantic relationship together, but <clears throat> there really isn't any hope for them. Yeah, sad story. But Nicolas I... Cage in it is brilliant. He's terrific. He won the Oscar Best Actor Oscar for that film. Very well oh, deserved. He? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. Excellent. Terrific yes. film. Yeah, ter- terrific, terrific performance. That Terrible. movie, I, a, a boy, an ex-boyfriend rather, gave me that movie to watch. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of this. And I put it on and I was like, this movie is so bleak, but so... Um, it's so stimulating it's so intense to watch it's so everything and interesting things i thought about leaving las vegas was obviously when people become very very hardcore alcoholics you know you lose your appetite and stuff and uh, they would put that detail in he would he would you would never really see him eat or he would be there's a scene where he he eats um ice cubes with chopsticks um and things like that and there was such good like research put into a very delicate very sensitive topic you know down to his his physical deterioration as well as his mental deterioration leaving las vegas is such a sad depressing movie i haven't ever watched it again that doesn't mean that the movie's bad it just means it's that effective it is yeah very dramatic it made me cry Mm -hmm. did it make you cry yeah there's a bit when they're by the swimming pool and he falls through the table and stuff and and you just and she's trying to pick him up and you can really see that like she's started to care about him and it's just yeah it's so bleak and there's nothing she can do or anyone around him can do to change his mind he's very set on it it's a it's it's such a uh, a tough topic to to go for you know like imagine just he could have stopped drinking at any point and maybe saved himself but he chooses not to yeah i decided that's the end for him yeah, not the most uh, uplifting film. I kind of want to watch it again now, but I think it would just like bum me out loads, and I'll be mm. like, "Oh, I also really love." And it's such an it's it's a real thing, obviously, because it's Las Vegas and stuff like that. I love that they chose this really sunny, uh, optimistic location because obviously, like in America's eyes, you know, Las Vegas, the city of dreams, you know, win money, go big, party hard. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. You know, it's the American dream personified and, you know, it's, it's fun, it's hot, it's party life. And you've just got this depressing, bleak, like situation going on amongst all of this, you know, holiday making tourism, good time. And I really love that about that movie, that, that very, very sort of like crazy juxtaposition between, you know, someone at the end of their ropes, just digging themselves into a hole. And then it's like, you know, the bright lights of Las Vegas and, and all that comes with the glamour that's meant to come with it, you know, and it's, it's, oh, I love that. It's so good. It kind of it says that not, not everybody can be happy in paradise in a way. Yeah, that's or, true. Or maybe that Las Vegas isn't real. Isn't that glamorous? Maybe. Yeah. I, I know people who've gone to Vegas and they're like, eh, it's not that good. <laughs> mm, I'd like to go. I really want to go. I really mm, want to go. It's, me too. But, oh God. Do you gamble? I'm not a gambling person, no, but I like to see it, you know, as a city for its for yeah. its architecture, for the the people, the lights, and mm. everything. I yeah, think it'll yeah, be quite yeah. a ride. 
I'm not a big gambler, so I think I'd be okay going. I think if you had a problem with gambling, don't go to Las Vegas straight away. Mm, I guess not. (laughs) No, it's not the best idea because it's just like 24-7. But I mean, yeah, I want to see like, uh, it's such an oddly constructed, it's so obviously it's completely fake, just dumped on this desert, a weird place. But, you know, they've got like the, you've got the pyramid in one bit, that pyramid casino. And then you've got like, you know, the fake Eiffel Tower and, and, you know, the Bellagio and the fountains. And it's just all crammed in so much. But the fun, the funny thing that people talk about that English friends of mine that have gone, they're like, uh, they have air conditioned walkways outside because it's so hot. Mm, Okay. It's kind of like a. It's fake. It's all fake. Even the Mm. air is fake outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like a huge amusement park, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you build a city in the desert; it's gonna be, it's gonna be hot. I mean, I, I, Vegas is like a crazy, fun, evil. Like they suck you in if you if you spend enough money in a casino, they start to comp you like a free room, free drinks, free clothes, and stuff. You know, it's all very. Um, very cloak and dagger but yeah i really enjoy that i'd love to i'd love to see it in person but i think i'm not one for the heat (laughs) you come from you come from greece did you say yep you'll be fine in the heat i assume i'm sure you're much better than i am sunshine hot weather that's good oh i can't i die i melt outside like a little gross great you wouldn't (laughs) i don't like being i'm not my makeup, Jason, it gets ruined. <laughs> Don't wear makeup. Oh, people would be more terrified than the Wicker Man. <laughs> They'd run no. screaming for my... My sister lives in Australia and she Whoa. gets... I know she's been there 10 years now. She just had a baby. Claire, you don't listen to the podcast, but congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations, Claire. Um, but she uh, she says it's so hot out there that she... Um, they don't do their makeup on the before they get to work. They do it in the office because of the air conditioning, because it's so hot walking back and forth to your car and all this other stuff. And her <laughs> Have you dog. Been there? No, I, I'm my terrible flying, and I think she says it's she's in Adelaide. It's about 27 hours, and they do one stop, but you can't leave the airport. But yeah, it's 27 hours. Mm. So, I mean, I may have to because obviously she's just had a baby. She can't fly with a baby for a while now. I'm assuming. So if I do want to see her, but you know, I'd I'd have to go over there. But she likes coming back here anyway because she can see everyone, you know. So the heat, I can't be dealing with the heat. A kangaroo kicked her car once and wrote it off. Drama. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I'm not even joking. She used to work in the like the proper outback, and she used to um, work in an olive picking company or something. And she used to drive a transit van, I do believe. I'm probably getting mm. her timeline completely terribly wrong. And uh, yeah, kangaroos would kick the front of the transit vans, and it would write them off and stuff. And I was like, "Damn, where do you live, Claire? That country sounds crazy." I can't even. She says people just walk around with no shoes on, getting drunk. Go for it. <laughs> she loves it my number one what is it gonna be i think we know what it's gonna be because i was screaming about this at the end of our last podcast we did together um mine is a vampire's kiss and i think it is in 1988 jason's good with years if you do remember i cannot remember when it was it was the 80s um this movie have you seen vampire's kiss did you watch it i tried to find it online but i couldn't Oh. Oh, sorry about that. I, also, I I saw a few clips of it, and yeah, he is quite wild in there. Crazy, yes. isn't he? He thinks he's yeah. a vampire. Yeah. So describe the plot, please. Um, number one, I think why you can't find it is because this movie, I don't think had any other release but America, because I can't find like a, um, mm. a digital, I can't find even like a DVD of it. It doesn't seem to exist outside of region one. Um, that could be why I'm having, I have the same problems. It's crazy. The story is of a guy who, um, he's a little bit crazy he's an 80s businessman you know that kind of like chumpy businessman of the 80s think like patrick um in uh american psycho and he goes to a club he meets a very beautiful lady and she you know bites him in a a sexual way if you will uh you don't know whether she actually is drawing his blood like in a vampiric kind of way or whether it's sort of like a fetishism because obviously some people actually do drink blood as a fetish um so but in his mind he's like oh i actually am a vampire now and it starts to deteriorate his mentality over a period of time but as a weird subplot he is obsessed with finding this contract that's been filed away in the office 
and making this woman do it called Aura. And he literally harasses her to the point of like, it gives me anxiety when I watch it because I'm like, imagine if your boss was like that. He follows her around. He screams at her from across the office and stuff, like find this contract. And like, uh, but whilst he's doing all of this, he simultaneously is believing he's becoming a vampire. Um, and then it all sort of comes together because he then attacks Aura, the young, the, the lady. Um, she goes to her boyfriend perceiving it to be a sexual attack but he's trying to drink her blood he's got these like dollar store plastic fangs that he wears throughout it so funny and he uh, tries to eat pigeons and things but the boyfriend then's like oh you know you've been attacked i'm gonna go over there and you know sort him out and he's completely bonkers at this point like making no sense he's like having imaginary conversations with people he's screaming he's a vampire as he runs around and he gets this wooden stake and they have like a showdown in his house and he kind of like gets the boyfriend to like plunge the stake through his heart so he actually does die which I think anyone would if a big wooden stake went through you but you never really find out if he genuinely was a vampire or all of this was this complete psychotic delusion because at the end as I said he's like having imaginary conversations with people imaginary therapists and stuff so you never really know like wait was this all in your head or was there actually a vampire question mark but it's um yeah it's a very strange movie and as i said i don't think it had a uk release and it's also um if anyone is meme cultured internet cultured i'm big meme culture person i am of that gross generation um it is the nicholas cage face meme and if anyone knows memes they know what i'm talking about that is vampire's kiss all the original nicholas cage memes came from vampire's kiss but no one's seen the movie it's crazy Oh, I love it. Nice. I'd like to see it now. Hopefully I get yeah. to sometime. I mean, literally, I had a friend who has a Plex account, you know, those um that kind of weird service that you can like put things on on Plex. Um, and he found it for me. Otherwise, like I like to have hard copies of things like a DVD, but I can't find it anyway. It only is region one. So I was just like, this movie must have not come out in Europe, so it's very strange. I want it. I love that movie. You have oh, I just broke something. <laughs> oh, you have no. to watch. No, it's all right. It's just me breaking everything in my house. You need to watch it, Jason. It's so. If you want the, ha- if you think the Wicker Man is a hammy performance, Vampire's Kiss is. It takes it. It's I. It's crazy. Okay. All right. Then keep it in mind. Definitely. Oh, my to watch list. I could watch it again and again and again. It's so good. So, which comes around to essentially why we're here, what we're talking about, is the new movie, um, which comes out, I do believe, I did look it up, I think it comes out on the 21st or the 22nd of this month. Uh, so, neither of us, it will come out on the 22nd, Friday. So, neither of us have seen it yet, unless you have. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Ooh. I've seen the trailer, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it looks crazy. Um, do you know the general plot of the movie? Do you have an idea of? Yes, I believe he plays himself, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's not he's not not doing too well in his career, and he gets invited by a very uh, wealthy admirer to attend a party, because I believe it's by the beach somewhere, somewhere very exotic, and since things don't go well, and he begins to bring bring out the performances that he's done in the past, I believe. Yeah, I heard he didn't want to play himself. He didn't. Okay. No, I I watched an interview with him about it recently, um, just out of interest of it, and uh, he was like, "No, I didn't want to play myself at all. I had absolutely no interest in this." Uh, he was like, "You know, I helped them, you know, with a bit of information, but I didn't want to play myself." And then they said they weren't going to make the movie unless he played himself. Like that was the whole idea of it, and he was just like, "Oh well." I guess I got to do it, haven't I, if I want the movie to be made and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's the most boldest Nicolas Cage move to have a movie about your career called that title, which I'm not going to the massive talent of something. The unbearable (laughs) weight of massive talent. That's why I have it written down. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I mean, it's such a baller move to make a movie about yourself where you're basically stating in the title that you have a massive talent. <laughs> yeah, it's an action comedy, so some seems fun enough. I I am going to go see it. I am excited to go and see it. Um, 
I've been waiting. As I said, my friend must have messaged me in like, I think she messaged me in January about it. Um, so yeah, I was just like, wow, this looks crazy. I need to go and see this. And, you know, it's kind of like the perfect performance for him. He, he can, I'm, what I'm curious to see is if he's playing himself, is he going to play himself how he must be in the real world? Where I, you know, we, we all must, you know, know that Nicolas Cage isn't that hyperactive 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That would be exhausting, you know? So are we going to see the real Nicolas Cage or are we going to see Nicolas Cage's acting style and his perception of Nicolas Cage? Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like, we'll see. Yeah, like what is he going to, you know, to pull from the hat? Like, I kind of want to see toned down Nicolas Cage, you know? What exactly do you I, mean by that? Like, as, like, as I said, like he can't be in, the, you know, being Nicolas Cage, he's not going to be like crazy and jumping around the house when he's with his family and his kids and where he's at parties and, and in, in Hollywood and stuff like that. And I would like to see what the real Nicolas Cage is like. When I watch him in interviews, he's he's not, you know, insane. He's not like, you know, how he perceives himself to be on the screen, like most actors. He seems like a very sort of smart, you know, well-to-do guy, quite intelligent. You know, he knows what he's doing. And he's a family man. He has children, you know, so... I, I mean, I know apparently he's really bad with money in the real world. I hear these stories, but yeah, he's a family man. He's obviously settled to a certain degree. So I would like to see him on screen playing it that way, not him on screen being Nicolas Cage and bouncing off the walls and and doing the acting style that he's so famous for that we spoke about earlier. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I so, saw. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Nicolas Cage is very good at surprises, so. We'll see what kind of surprise he has for us in this film. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of hype around it. I think it's, um, I think it's going to do well. I mean, he hasn't done a big movie in a while, you know. No, through the 2000s and the 2010s. To be fair, his career hasn't gone very well. In Aww. the 80s and 90s, he was he was he was doing great, and then it started to go downhill for him a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as I said, I mean, he's done some interesting movies. As I said, Mandy, that one I was talking about earlier, um, was is it's a brilliant movie. It's it's fantastic. It's it's visually one of the most stunning films I've seen in a long time. But um, unless my pal owned it and started talking about it, I'd have never heard of it. You know, like just completely under the radar. I don't even think it had a cinema release. I think it was straight to DVD with that movie. I could be wrong, um, but. Um, yeah, it's he hasn't really done a lot. Like I can't even remember the last big film he probably did. And as I said, when we're, we're talking about that, the name alludes me that Christian movie we were talking about earlier. He was alongside TV actors, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with TV actors doing movies. But you've got Nicolas Cage who's doing these huge Hollywood productions, and then is going back down, slipping down, slipping down to the the B-rate TV actor movies. You know where those people are trying to up and come their career. He's gone backwards, and it's a shame to see because we're talking about someone as we've you know both discussed with our favorite movies, who's done some very you know important and pivotal pieces in cinema. You know, and it's a shame for him to not create anything fantastic. I can't even. I I probably say the last big film off the top of my head. I would say that he done was probably Gone in sixty seconds, like big box officey film. Uh, I know he did the Ghost Rider too. Oh God, yeah, God, you're right. Yes, 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 you're right. They did quite well, didn't they? I don't, rem- I don't remember if they did. I haven't seen them actually, but they're they're a comic. They're based on a comic book, so I assume mm-hmm. they had their, they had their fans. So I'm assuming it did yeah. go well. It was I was quite, I remember it being quite popular when it came out. Yeah, I did know. I, it's like you said, they've got their fans, those, you know, the very diehard, loyal comic book transition movies. People absolutely love them. They'll go and see them even if they're trash, which is, that's fandom for you. So I think if you put your name to that, you're doing, you're doing okay. I mean, I mean, people still watch all those Marvel movies and I don't understand why there's like a hundred of them now, isn't there or something? It's crazy. Uh, I saw Morbius. Have you seen Morbius? Did you see that? I actually did not. Any good? Do you know what? Although I don't like Marvel movies and I don't particularly rate Jared Leto that high, it wasn't that bad, but and everyone's slating it, so it is what why it is. Think, why do you think that is? 
I think everyone just hates Jared Leto. <laughs> I think everyone just hates him so much, which is crazy because he's not a bad actor. He's not horrific. Oh, he won an Oscar. What movie? What was that for? Which one was that for? Oh, you're asking too much. <laughs> I know he won an Oscar <laughs> though. I believe I believe it was a best supporting actor. I don't remember which film. Ah, uh, yeah, I, he's done a lot of movies as well. I mean, he was so good in like Fight Club and Girl Interrupted and um, Requiem for a Dream and yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. And, yeah, yeah, and I. And every time he puts his name to a movie, everyone slates him. And it's like, you know, I know he's got a bit of a bad rep because of his um, personality in the real world, but that doesn't make him a bad actor. I mean, everyone hated him because of Suicide Squad. So I think they were just jumping on the bandwagon saying, oh, you ruined this DC movie. You've ruined this Marvel movie. But I'm not really big on those movies. And I sat through it and i wasn't bored so that says something if you don't like superhero movies and you're not bored watching one then it must not be that bad of a movie but people really hate it sometimes fans can be very supportive like ghost rider and then they can also be very protective like morbius yeah i mean but it is weird it is like the same story as the batman because he gets bit by a bat or no he takes this he takes like bat dna and puts it in him to cure him and then he gets like bat powers so it's like very very similar it's a very strange crossover is it um, quite violent uh you know, it's not that bad it's fantasy violence they do this weird thing because they have bat powers where they like morph really fast through time and then they kind of like do just do like action kung fu kicking violence you know so it's there's not a lot of blood and gore it is what it is but everyone just hates on jared leto so much which is crazy um god he was like he was so good in fight club and stuff i don't know why everyone hates him meatloaf was in fight club oh my god do you remember Fight Club? Yeah, I love that film. So good. I love awesome Meatloaf. Film. <laughs> I need to read the book. I haven't read the book. Me either. I don't know. Why uh, should I? I've seen the film. Should I read the book? Um, my friend is uh my friend is such a diehard Fight Club fan. He called his son Tyler after Tyler Durden. <laughs> okay. I was like, dude, you love it too much. And he said the book is good. So, you know, I check out the book of like American Psycho, if you've seen that movie with, um, ah, his name's Kristen just Bale. Thank you. You're so good. Jason's like, you should do like Mastermind where it's just movies, you'll win. Um, and yeah, Chris, like the book is so much different to the movie. And apparently the same kind of with Fight Club. There's a lot more like, um, like gratuitous uh, adventures and things like that like in american psycho he like kicks a dog to death and weird stuff like that that's not brought up and it's a lot more gory so yeah the books sometimes do play out like the book for shutter island do you remember that movie scorsese film absolutely leonardo dicaprio Mm, the book of that really goes a lot deeper than the movie does in regards to the relationship for his wife so if anyone out there is thinking you can just thrive off the movie um Although we are a film channel, sometimes check out the book. You get to learn a lot more about the characters, which is interesting. Like the Shutter Island book is one of my favorites. It's so good. It is depressing as hell though. Okay. <laughs> my final my final point that I was thinking we would talk about is do we think considering all the movies we've discussed, considering the wide range and collectic styles that he does as an actor, um, and considering the new movie is written with him to play it, uh, and they literally put their foot down and was like, no, you have to play this. Do we think that directors are writing and screenwriters are writing roles specifically for Nicolas Cage to play because of his acting style? What do you think, hmm, Jason? That's a, that's, a good, that's a good observation, Rachel. Mm. Could be. I mean, well, who else could have played his character in Face Off? Cannot exactly. imagine face off without Nicolas Cage. No, exactly. And it's the same with um in a strange way, leaving Las Vegas. You could almost like pick him to play that perfectly or have him in that yeah, especially for his visual aesthetic, being very tall, being very thin, and you know, uh he's very easy to make look it sounds horrible, but more disheveled as time goes on because of his frame. And then he's got the character for it, he's got the personality to play a mad raving drunk. And um, I do wonder sometimes, are these roles written specifically with his style in mind? Because it's so unique, you know? Mm-hmm. The only oh, role no, no. I know... It's, it's, yeah, it's weird to think about, like, because, like, you're, it's, you're getting Nicolas Cage, so it's a hard, it's a hard uh, you know, screen time to fill. The only role I found really weird that he played was Con Air. We haven't discussed Con Air. What is Con Air about? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so he plays as this guy. He just mm. get he just get he just finishes with the Marines, and he goes yeah. back home to his pregnant wife, and he gets involved in a fight, and he accidentally he accidentally kills one of the guys. So he goes to I prison guess. for a while, yes. and then he when when he's when he's released, they put him in an in an airplane with other inmates who are rather dangerous and in in prison for life. And they, while he is flying flying home, the mm. inmates they take over the plane. John Malkovich. <laughs> John Cusack. He plays one of the good guys. Ah, oh, I love John Malkovich. <laughs> mm. So I watched it not that long ago, but it was like really early in the morning and I tried to squeeze it in for a shift at work, which is not the best idea. Mm. So I kind of didn't really pay attention, which is terrible. But oh my God, the movie, like I kind of like, you you know, as you explained it, I kind of get it. And then, but I just don't get, I feel like Nicolas Cage was cast wrong in that movie. Does that like not being me, no shade toward Nicolas Cage, but it seemed like such an odd role for him. Maybe it's because of the the romancy bits with the wife at the end and stuff like that. But I just, with the long hair, I don't see Nicolas Cage as this wholesome father figure, just longing to get out of prison to help his, like see his daughter and, and girlfriend again. And I couldn't get into Conair and it sounds horrible, but I couldn't get into it because I didn't believe Nicolas Cage's role. Do you know what I mean? No, I was just going to say, do you, see, do you understand what I mean? Like, it's, I couldn't get away from, like, I just didn't, I couldn't believe it. It was weird. He plays a rather tough guy, doesn't he? Yeah, not, and I don't think it's, it's not a wild performance by him. He's more serious there, I'd say. Yes. You know, he, has to yeah. save, he has to be responsible, save the day, fight the bad guys. Yeah. And of course, get home to the, get home to his daughter. Give her the bunny rabbit. Oh yeah, the bunny rabbit, yes. and it gets all dirty. Oh that nice, god, that nice doll. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love. I I I I'm weird about plush animals, and I love bunny rabbit, plush bunny rabbits. So when I saw mm. that, I was like, oh, I want that. <laughs> but John Malkovich in that movie, God, John Malkovich is so like. Have we ever done a podcast on John Malkovich yet? I don't think we've I don't, had. I don't, one, have but, we? No, I don't think so. Oh, Chris, when you're listening to this, John Malkovich is an option if you feel like putting that through as an idea. John Malkovich yeah. is so good. I watched him in, uh, what was that movie? Eh, Sandra Bullock was in it, Birdhouse. I haven't Recently. seen it. Is it good? Oh my God. I thought I was going to hate it and I absolutely loved it because I was like, it became like a, an internet sensation thing where everyone was talking about it and I was a bit just like, eh, whatever. Sandra Bullock, eh, I don't really, I'm not big on her acting style. She kind of, you know, grinds me the wrong way for some strange reason she's very good in the blind side though we'll give her that that's a great movie um and uh i watched it machine gun kelly's in it also for anyone out there who likes machine gun kelly um and uh oh god i love it and uh john malkovich's character is so good it's so good in that movie and um yeah it's uh there's a like a weird like um I don't know what you would call it, like a, a, a an entity that if you look at it with your eyes, it kills you. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So everyone has to, a bunch of them figure it out. They like hide out in John Malkovich's big mansion house. They like like put up all windows so they, they cover all the windows up. And every time they go outside, they have to be blind blindfolded and stuff like that. So that's, what's a, that's what it's about. And the reason it's called Bird Box is because the birds sense when the entity is coming before humans do. So yes, it's a very it's a very good movie. It's just I think it's a Netflix original. If you haven't seen Bird Box, anyone, please go and watch it. Don't let the internet memeage of it all sort of overshadow it. It's actually a good, interesting story, and it's um, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. <laughs> just Machine Gun Kelly's really good looking. I done it, Jason. I went fifty five minutes without talking about a good looking person. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think well that's well done. Well done, Rachel. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is hot. Just putting that out there for anyone. <laughs> He's an attractive man. I like tall, thin men. Um, yeah. Overall, I'm very excited to see the new movie. I'm definitely going to go and watch it. Um, I hope that it does rejuvenate Nicolas Cage's career for him. You know, I hope he does start to get more roles. I thought. I hope he he flashes back to his heyday of the the 80s and 90s because i still think he's got a lot to offer cinema in gen you know and as i said there the underground movies that he has been producing like mandy and stuff um have been very very good and so i i have been sitting there going come on someone give him a great role and i think that this new one coming out is his opportunity to to step back in and say hey i've got a a premiere release i'm on the red carpet again 
I'm Nicolas Cage. Give me a big role. I mean, you know, and I think it's very well deserved because as we've covered in today's podcast, it's um, he's a man with a very eclectic talent who can play a wide variety of roles in good and sometimes bad movies. <laughs> what do you think, Jason? What are you hoping for Mr. Cage? You know, he's 58 years old now, Winston. He still has mm. time to, you know, do great things with his career. I guess we'll see. I think he, if he mm. picks the right, if they, if they offer him the right roles, I think he'll be able to, you know, kind of Bounce get back. his career back back on great, great standards. Yeah, I would really love to see him in a role like Leaving Las Vegas again or something where he can really, you know, um, play that more challenging role, something a bit more where he's, you know, not, yeah, he can be goofy, but it's goofy in the, it's his style is suited. It's the right occasion for it where it really, really works. Um, and, you know, we have seen a man who does have a massive talent and he is his own, he is his own person. He hasn't changed for Hollywood. And I really enjoy that about him. He kind of gives me like, um, I always pronounce his surname wrong. Jeff Goldblum vibes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I like Jeff Goldblum. He's, he's great. And he's got the same kind of energy, I think. Like when I think about them, I kind of put them together. They both have their own style. They've both stuck to what they, you know, they say, no, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to do it. And I really respect that about, you know, the pair of them, especially Nicolas Cage. So I'm really hoping that, um, yeah, he does kind of come back and gets himself some roles where he can really sort of, you know, show off the skills that he have. And talking of Jeff Goldblum, if no one's watched the um, TV series Jeff Goldblum does um, recently on Disney Plus, although I hate Disney, but it's really good um, when he just he goes around just trying out new things. Like he'll go to an ice cream factory and then he does like LARPing and weird stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I love seen Jeff. That. Oh, it's it's just on Disney Plus, and then he's like, "I'm gonna go cycling," and he learns all about bikes and stuff. It's really weird, but it's like Jeff Goldblum's energy is like so good, <laughs> it's so genuine and pure, isn't it? Oh, I love it so much. Um, yeah. So, well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you have been listening, who knows who's listening? Um, and you know, obviously, do give our give our Spotify a you know a thumbs up or whatever it is on Spotify that you do, isn't it? You rate it, I think something like that isn't it okay yeah you rate them don't you on spotify so come give us a rate if you're enjoying the show and obviously we're tuning in next week i don't know what next week's podcast is because i'm really bad and i'm not on it (laughs) jason do you know what the next one is i believe it's period dramas i believe that is there you go thank you jay like jason you know so much today i've been i could be wrong i'm not sure uh well it's more than i knew okay fair (laughs) enough i know we're doing period dramas pretty soon uh, well, if if it's not next week's one's period dramas is coming up, if everyone wants to check that out. And obviously, uh, Chris and Ian have got their own podcast that they're doing as well, where they're going to be talking about comic books. So please do go and check that out as well, because they're a fun, a fun little duo. I haven't listened to it myself yet, personally. Have you, uh, Jason? I haven't. No, not yet. No. I will do it because I do enjoy Ian and, Ian and Chris's energy together is very fun. Um but I'm not big on comic books, but I'll do it to be supportive. <laughs> so everyone go and give that a, li- a listen to as well. So, but th- once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, Jason, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for knowing all the dates and stuff and the names of things I can't remember. And um, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Jason. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye, guys. We hope to see you soon. Stay safe. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.